0: Acts chapter 20 from verse 32. Acts 20 verse 32. It reads, And now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Say amen. Amen. Say amen. amen. Can I tell you something? You see, working with God is a marathon. Are you with me? Walking with God is a marathon. So for the fact that we had a very powerful conference last week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Glory! Glory! Were you blessed by it? If you stop your journey there, you have a lot to lose. I said last week that you should see that conference as a reset button for you. After hearing about the gospel, there is still more. Are you with me? The gospel is the gateway into it. There is more. You know, when one of the prayer leaders were leading, she was talking about seeing the fruit of what you are hearing in your life. You see, let me tell you something. There are things that, if you don't do, it can suffocate the Word of God in your life. If you don't have the consistency mentality, it can suffocate the Word of God in your life. Yesterday, I was listening to something by Les Brown. How many of you know that? Old-time great speaker. And he was talking about A Chinese bamboo tree. That that Chinese bamboo tree is like a very tiny seed. And when you plant it, you have to water it every day for five years. Are you with me? You've been watching it every day for five years. Watching it every day for five years. And after five years, in five weeks, it becomes 90 feet tall. It grows to be 90 feet tall in five weeks. So the question is, How long did it take to grow? Five years or five weeks? (laughs) It took actually five years and five weeks. Because any time within those five years you stop watering that seed, it will die. If you miss two days in a row, it will die. What does that tell you? Consistency is important. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, let's look at it. It says, be not weary in well doing, for you shall reap if you faint not. But let's look at it. Galatians 6, verse 1. Why am I saying this? This morning, when I was coming down, sorry, this afternoon, when I was coming down from the stairs and coming to the church, I heard God say to me, "Another season of planting has started. And I know exactly what that means. So usually, in the body of Christ, have you ever seen Jesus say, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that traveled and gave some talents to some and went into a far country. And after a while, he came back and he began to reward every man According to his several ability, what they did. So usually in the body of Christ, that thing was talking about the kingdom of heaven. So periodically, God allows us, it's as if God is not looking at what you are doing. Whether I want to be serious, you don't want to be serious, whether you are praying. Sometimes you are praying, it's like you're not even seeing answers. Are you with me? It's like you are doing so much and you are seeing nothing. And he's like he's just doing something that's like he's busy with other stuff. Then after like some years, he would just show up and before you know, you see this one, going up, bam, 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 bam. Same in ministry too. You see one young church somewhere. All of a sudden, bam, 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 bam. It's as if this isn't a new set just coming up. Are you with me? People who you looked at as small people in church, they didn't have any money. It looked like nothing was working. All of a sudden, bam, bam. is just lifting them and you're wondering, what's happening to me? You see, you may have missed your planting season without knowing. Are you following me? He told me, and that planting season has started. And one thing about planting seasons is that it looks like nothing is happening. <laughs> when you're in a planting season, in fact, you may be forgotten. The Bible says, talking about Joseph, Joseph, it says, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Do you know how Joseph m- must have felt? Joseph left his father's house when he was 17 years old. Are you with me? 17 years old. He left his father's house. And from there he went to Potiphar's house. From there into the prison. Now, the Bible says he became the prime minister of Egypt when he was 30. Are you with me? Are you with me? And the Bible also says that that man that he interpreted his dream took two years before he remembered him. Now, two years from 30 is how many? 28. 17 minus 28. 28. Or 28 minus 17. You have 11 years. So for 11 years, he was wandering. Only God knows how many years he was in Potiphar's house. Let's assume it was 5 years in Potiphar's house. So, (laughs) for 6 years he was in the prison. Plus the extra 2. It was a planting season. Listen, take it serious. Everything the Lord has brought you into now. For the next years of your life. Maybe he has told you it's time to pray more serve more, be committed. Oh, somehow, you just ran into this church. Somehow, you, you did not know one thing, one thing, let another, and you are at this point in your work with God. It's time for planting now. Are you with me? Galatians 6 from verse 1. This is not the call of the message, but the Spirit of God has blown this way so. Galatians 6 from verse 1. What does it read? It said, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, Consider thyself, lest thou also be tempted. So, he's talking about spirituality here. That's the context. You see somebody who is struggling with an addiction or something, and you are a spiritual person to help the other person, right? Jump to verse 7. It says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Any of you who have been close to me, at least, been around this ministry, I've quoted the scripture a lot of times. I think I quoted every <laughs> every most. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Then in verse 8, everybody read verse 8 together. 1, 2, 3, go. Did you see that? Read it again he that swears to his flesh shall of his flesh reap corruption. But he that swears to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. My God, for he that swears to the flesh, to his flesh, (laughs) shall of the flesh reap corruption. Oh, so when a person suddenly becomes corrupt and he seems to be held down by some habits or the devil seems to have Use some, some tools or darkness to hold him down. He's telling you that there was a part of it that was the responsibility. He contributed to it. When you see somebody say, Oh, this sin, no, it's not just about the devil. He that swears to his flesh shall of his flesh reap corruption. Meaning you can sow to your flesh and your flesh will make you more corrupt. <laughs> but he that swears to the spirit. Shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Listen, this is a charge to spiritual growth. He's saying, sow to your spirits. I look at him of us when we come to church. True. No writing material, nothing. Nothing to write. No sewing. How do you want to reap? The Bible says the entrance of the world, not just the hearing, the entrance. Are you with me? The entrance of that word, give it light. You no, know, Somebody was uh, talking to me, uh, this afternoon, I was like, he was just looking at the way I was shouting on Sunday. He was like, What is pastor seeing in the Bible that is making him shout? The thing is, the reason why you are questioning is because it has not entered you. When you are in a service and it's as like if people are rejoicing about a revelation that you seem not to get, go back. You should go back and listen to it. Let it enter you. Are you with me? The entrance of thy words giveth it light, it giveth it understanding to the simple. I have taught the gospel in the ascension before. Are you with me? But on Sunday, oh my God, it was like, have I thought this thing before? Because I was not just preaching it to you, it was blessing me. This same man, this same man, he ever lives to make intercession. Kai, so right now, Christ is in heaven praying for me. I'm not alone. Wherefore, he's able to save them to the uttermost, them that come unto God by him. This is a charge. Weigh yourself. Check yourself. Am I really sowing? Because we can all come to church and all just play, eh, hey, hey, glory. Some we go back and listen. Some we say, ah, yeah, it's not happy. Our big head pastor. I beg, let's go where we are going to. Some don't worry. He that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reach corruption. I can't forget my sowing days, and I'm still sowing. Because can I tell you something? If I'm not sowing, I can't teach you the way I've taught you for the past two and a half years, and I will not dry up. Eh? <laughs> back to back, series to series, teaching to teaching, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth releases. Are you with me? Yes, teaching series have been arranged in 2023, the updated ones of uh, 2023, June 2023. Teaching we have arranged. Teaching, tea. for instance, some of you have noticed that this year I've taught some new things I did not teach last year, I didn't teach last two years. Why? Feeding. God is, is, like, is like a course of study to be researched. More research about him. Are you with me? We'll find out some more things, some more treasures and bring it out. Ah. So this is what there is to God. Praise the Lord. I cannot forget growing up. Let me not even talk about it currently. Growing up spiritually. Those days praying, praying, praying. Reading the Bible, praying, reading the Bible. At some point, I'll be walking on the road. Then it's as if. Two scriptures will just hit in, the head, in my head. Papa! Ah, wait, wait, wait. Let me go and check it. Let me go and check it. Uh, oh! Oh! So this is what this was saying. So this is... Ah! man, ta 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 They will connect. It will be like fire. You know, the Bible calls us living stones. And it calls Jesus Christ the rock of salvation, right? When two stones come together, it's not sparked. Are you with me? I'll be walking at Hey! Mm, Yeah, 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 yeah. I cannot forget SS2. And the angels which kept not their first estate. Has has he reserved in chains under everlasting darkness? Oh, so every demon that is tormenting anybody is actually under judgment. Ah, that means no demon has the right to pounce on me because you are under chains. How can I be afraid of somebody who is under chains? And the angels which kept not their first estate. I went to school the next day. It's as if the devils knew. It's as if God knew the, that the devils were uh, planning something. From the gate, I came in like this, red with wine from the word of God. Makata. From the gate, a lady saw me, and demon in her just... She said, do like this. Do like this. Before we knew what was happening, right in before the assembly ground, our guys, are Super, Dr. Alistair Sasson come. Say, see, see, you will never climb this assembly now again. You remember that one? See, see. You will never climb this as a again. So, what is it? She didn't understand that something was brewing in my spirit. Are you with me? Let it brew in your spirit. Oh. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, let it brew in your spirit, man, now. Hallelujah. Sometimes I will sow to the spirit. Verse 9 it says, And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Kai. Everybody read verse 9 together. 1, 2, 3, go. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season. There is something called due season. Ah. Can I tell you the truth? Not every season is your season. There is a due season. There is a time where you come to limelight in in the Spirit's calendar. Are you with me? But let not that time come and your cloud is empty. Are you with me? So I want you to join me because I'm making up my mind today. Now, Lord, I will not be weary. Whatever you have called me to do, I will partner with you on this journey. There is no weariness. Are you with me? Say, so I me, mean, Lord, I'm ready. I know it may be tough around you right now, but get serious. You will not be weary. Are you with me? You will not be weary in prayer. I know your finances is not where it ought to be, but you will not be weary. Your family is not where it ought to be, but you will not be weary. Are you with me? For in due season you shall reap, if you faint not. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So quickly, back to Acts 20 verse 32. Everybody read one, two, three, go. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Glory! Glory. You know, contrary to what many people teach or think, they think the word of Christ's grace will not build you up. Many people think when we say grace, we are just saying, oh, go and sin, go and do whatever you want to do. Jesus has done it all. That's not what grace is. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Paul speaking here. He says, the word of his grace is able to build you up. Say so after me, he's able to build me up. So we are teaching it because it's going to build you. It will build you up and give you your inheritance. Praise the Lord. Say so me, the word of God's grace, the word of Christ's grace, will build me up. It builds me up. And it gives me my inheritance. Among all them which are sanctified. Glory! So, what exactly is grace? What is grace? That's what I came to teach today. What is grace? Because, can I tell you something? You cannot master anything you have not learned intentionally. You cannot master anything you have not learned intentionally. What exactly is grace? See, let me tell you something. If you are here and you don't write in service, or you don't type what you... I don't know. Look at the intentionality required to pass an exam in school, you have your notebook for physics, your notebook for maths, your notebook for chemistry. You will arrange them because you want to be able to follow it, study it, and understand it. Can I tell you something? If you don't see that, if God does not see that kind of discipline in your life, see, you'll be, I'm telling you, you'll be considering you. See this person. I can bring out journals I used 2012, 2005, 2008, then you're in the office. (laughs) There are things that God said that has happened. People take every other thing serious for their work with God. Whereas that is the one that's supposed to power every other thing. What exactly is grace? Grace is a benevolence of favor that does not make logical sense. (laughs) Hallelujah. What did we say grace is? Grace is a benevolence of favor. That does not make logical sense. I'm sure some of you have heard unmerited favor, right? That's grace. But I'm trying to break it down and spell it out so that you will get it. A favor or benevolence that does not make logical sense. That's one definition. Also, grace can be defined as an ability that a person may have that does not seem natural or logical. I will go over everything again. It is a benevolence or favor that does not make logical sense. Grace can also be defined as an ability a person may have that doesn't seem natural or logical. Actually, that's the word in Greek you have charisma. Are you with me? There is a way somebody will just be. There's a way somebody will come and dance here and you'll be like, guy, which energy will they use to do this thing? They'll say he has a lot of charisma. That's grace. Are you with me? It defies logic. Hallelujah. What does that mean? It means that for you to really understand grace, you will need some sort of revelation. So, for instance, like the example I just gave, when you see someone dancing with so much power, some assaulting, he will jump up, do some acrobatics, and you're like, Guy, how did you do that? He'll tell you it's grace. And it's grace, actually. That ability defies logic. Are you with me? Then he starts explaining to you that actually... I went to an acrobatic school and they taught me how to do this, how to... Are you with me? So even though it defies logic, there is something behind it. There is sort of a revelation behind it. Are you with me? That means if you ever understand grace, it will be a revelation. And good example. Maybe you go to a supermarket to buy stuff. Maybe you went to Market Square or Quick Save or somewhere. Very big or next supermarket and after you bought all the things you wanted to buy you go to the counter to pay and the cashier said don't pay, take your goods and just go and you'll be like whoa, somebody said amen (laughs) receive grace right now (laughs) and you wanted to pay for the goods and the cashier said don't worry just go and you're like what happened? he said don't worry, you need to pay he said no, I have money he said just go, take it and go And you're really curious. What is going on here? Is there something shining on my forehead? And Kashia said, actually, the owner of the supermarket is around. And when he saw you, or when she saw you, he was like, ah, I know his father. We're colleagues in school. And um, I've said that anytime that that boy or that girl comes here, don't take any money from him, anything he wants, give it to him. Are you see, that so-called grace of you don't need to pay. Even though it defies logic, there is a logic behind it. Are you with me? So what will you do? You will like, ah, let me go and see him. Where is he? Let me tell him thank you. Are you with me? Do you realize that if that thing is not explained to you, you may even say you you reject it. You may say you don't want. You may think they are about to scam you. Are you with me? If the revelation behind that so-called grace you are receiving is not given to you, you stand a chance of losing it or even rejecting it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord you see, ah, maybe they want to do it for one night now. <laughs> You'll be like, let me go and see the man and tell him thank you at least. Let me tell you something. If grace is not taught, you may not appreciate it. You may even reject it. You stand the chance of losing it. This is why we must teach grace. This is why the grace of God in Christ Jesus must be taught. Are you with me? It must be taught. Say after me, it must be taught. No wonder the apostle I've admonished the people. He say, I commend you unto God. I commend you unto God and unto the word of his grace which is able to build you up. The word of his grace is able to build you up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2. Say after me, grace is a revelation. Can we just pray in tongues a little bit? If you cannot pray in tongues, just talk to the Lord right now, exalting. Rapatango shaga balanda la sikata. kata. Shika palagado shika palagabadeska. Repete ke shika palamanda rabasande. Rika palagabalagashi gabalagabade. Sunda rapakato dade. Se balambra sekete. Celebranta Se kapo sekete lebelegedo shika Hallelujah. Ephesians 2 from verse 8. Ephesians 2 verse 8, read 1, to 3, go. It says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Hey, I, I'm amazed that you are not shouting. Hey, listen! This is so powerful, but let me tell you something. If all you read or all you have in your head is "For by grace are you saved, and not on yourselves the gift of God," you may not really get the point. So, you have to go back a little and see where the writer of the Book of Ephesians is coming from before he got to this verse. Are you with me? Let's go back to Ephesians one, verse fifteen. We're going to do some long reading. Ephesians one, from verse fifteen. It says, "Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, continue." That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Listen, that means everything is going to talk about you. Only revelation to get it let me tell you something, see, if you don't have revelation, you will read, for by grace are you saved, and that of yourself is the gift of God, and you you, will pass by it and you will not know how big that is if you will ever understand grace, it will be by revelation and like I've explained to you this verse before what it's trying to say here is, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory will give unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him by the spirit, because people who already have the Holy Ghost, when we are born again we receive the Holy Spirit, are you with me? to start praying for another spirit of wisdom and revelation is it that there is another spirit of wisdom and revelation that is not the Holy Ghost? No the Holy Spirit is the same spirit of wisdom and revelation, it is just the rendering that is looking confusing, are you with me? that he will give unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him by the Spirit are you with me? so this is a prayer that we should be praying you know, years ago, I, when I heard people talk about grace, grace, I'm like, this grace teaching, oh, why, is, why is this such a big deal? Is I didn't even see the point. But as I began to grow in my understanding of the word of God, gradually, my eyes opened to this revelation. For by grace are you saved. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Hey, you ask the average person how are you saved. Just go on evangelism and ask people how they saved. Say, if I stop doing bad things, and start doing good things. God will accept me. You don't know what grace is. Oh, you think it's your good things that can get you saved. You are wrong. Oh, you think that if you are very good enough, God will accept you. You are wrong. You think you can meet up in your mind. You still think that is because of you. It's not. It's by grace. Are you with me? And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. As we talk about this, this subject, Holy Spirit of God, let your revelation don't open our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Let ambiguity be taken away. In the name of Jesus, praise the Lord. He's praying for them, that the God of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the saints, and what is the greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above principalities and power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Amen. Amen. Chapter 2 from verse 1 and you hearty quickened <laughs> who were dead in trespasses and sins, listen when you read Ephesians 1 it's talking about Christ That oh, Christ was the one that God raised up from the, from the dead, Christ was the one that he made to sit in heavenly places Christ was the one that he did this to you may look at Ephesians 1 and say oh God loves Christ so much if you don't have Ephesians 2 to show you that it was actually because of you are you with me? You need a revelation to see that that thing that Christ was doing was not just for himself, it was because of you. Are you with me? For you to grasp the reality of grace, your eyes must open to the fact that, listen, for instance, you know on Sunday we talked about the fact that when Jesus Christ rose up from the grave, hmm, that he rose up to an inheritance of a new name. Are you with me? Wherefore well, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that are the name of just every knee sharp. Are you with me? Now, the question is, on the earth was his name not jesus on the earth was his name not jesus hmm. on the earth the, the disciples not use his name to cast out demons so what is the use of highly exalting his name after he has risen from the grave the reason is on the earth as jesus you are not in him but when he caught the new covenant with the apostles and died and resurrected now he has to take the name again and exalt it so that you can be partaker of that name. Oh God. Are you with me? Is his name not Jesus already? He had to receive it by inheritance again because in his receiving it by inheritance, it becomes your inheritance. So you see, you must have a revelation to understand that this thing ha, is something that was done for me. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it's by grace. It says, and you are sick, quicken who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation, meaning our lifestyle, in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Before I go on, He's wanting also to say, when God quickened Christ, He quickened me. Oh, He raised up Christ from the dead so that me that believes in Him I will be raised from spiritual death. The question is, why did He do it? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You have to ask yourself, why? I've thought about it a lot of times. Why did God have to orchestrate redemption in the first place? For instance, the example we gave. You went to the counter to pay for some good in the supermarket and the, the cashier said, don't worry, it has been paid for already. You want to ask him, why? Even if the man comes out and says, I am the one that paid for you, don't worry, go. You want to ask him, why? Why are you paying for me? Are you with me? Why do you consider me to pay for me? Can I tell you something? If, if the man tells you, don't worry, I just like you, it will still not hit. Are you with me? You may be confused. Maybe if you are a girl, you may be thinking, this man wants to, he wants to, he wants to toast me. Even though you are not bread, but... If you're a lady, you were thinking that maybe this man is just, he just likes the way I look and you are trying to find why. But the Bible tells us why. It says, and you He quicken who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 3, among whom also. So he's telling you the contrast. He isn't just quicken you, he's telling you that he quicken. (laughs) You were dead in trespasses and sins. Not just that, you were walking according to the course of this world. You were a child of disobedience. So why should he consider you? Why should he consider a person like you? Who were a child of disobedience. You were subject to the prince of the power of the air. In time past, your conversation was according to the lust of the flesh. You were fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. You were by nature a child of wrath. Then why should he consider you? Why should he even look at you in the first place? Verse 4 tells us why. But God, who is rich in mercy. Are you with me? This thing you are seeing in verse 4 is the revelation of grace. The reason why he will consider you is... But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Oh! So the reason why I, I am saved by grace is because for his great love he has loved me. Can I tell you something? Listen. Christ not come to die for us for any other reason but because he loved us. For his great love, wherewith he had loved us. For his great love, wherewith he had loved us. And Another definition of grace is grace is the expression of love. Grace is love on display. Chapter me, I'm loved by God. Chapter me, I'm loved by God. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith which he loved us. Listen, many of you have had people who offend you and come to say sorry. For instance, maybe you have somebody who do something wrong and come and say, I'm sorry. He does it again and comes to say, I'm sorry. He does it again and comes to say I'm sorry. At some point, when it's coming again, you'll say, Please keep your sorry to yourself. I don't need your sorry. Sorry for yourself. You know what's happening there? You were having mercy, but you are not rich in mercy. And the reason why your mercy is a, a little scarce is because the love is not plenty. Are you with me? It says, God who is rich in mercy, why? For his great love, wherewith he loved us. But that same guy who told you sorry to yourself, he may have one girl he's timing. She will offend him the first time. She will say, sorry, don't worry. He's already forgiven. That girl, we're doing things that are almost unbelievable. He will still be forgiving. Yeah, eh, it's okay. Uh, eh. Do you know why he's forgiving like that and is not even contributing the cost? Because the love is plenty. Are you with me? He says God is rich in mercy. Why? For His great love. Are you with me? The mercy is plenty because the love is abundant. Hey, you missed a place to rejoice. God is rich in mercy. For his great love, where he loved us, even when we are dead in sins. Hey, he did not wait for me to be perfect before he loved me. Even when we are dead in sins. Can I tell you something? If you want to ask another question, why did he love us like that? We don't know. <laughs> are you with me? We don't know. Psalms chapter 8 talked about it. it you know, a, 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 a man of God commented on that scripture and I agree with him. He said that, that Psalms chapter 8 was a recorded angelic gossip. Psalm chapter eight said, "What is man?" He said, "What is man that thou art mindful of him? What is man that his mind, your mind, is full of him? What is man? Who is the son of man that thou visitest him? What is man?" Everybody read verse Psalm chapter eight from verse four one to three. Go. Hi, hey, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What is man that I was mindful of him? So, the reason there is grace is because his mind is full of us. <sighs> Let's go on in this revelation of grace. Back to Ephesians 2, verse 4. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Yeah. Hey, hath quickened us together with Christ. It was 2,022 years ago, but he said you were together with him. He had quickened us together with Christ. Hey, and had raised us up together. And had made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, again, he goes to, he's going to give us another revelation why he's doing it. Verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show. Let me tell you. Do you know what he's trying to to do here? He says, This is God's buy plan. When he wants to buy a man's heart, he has done the the, the structure, the prototype, years ago. That in the ages to come, the way he will be able to get the heart of men, that he might show. Are you with me? Maybe the reason why you are not crazy about God is that you have not seen how much he loves you. That he might show what is the exceeding riches. Of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Oh, so God did all the hard work for grace to be made available to you that he might show. Can I tell you something? Any other method through which a man gets saved is not the approved method. The approved method is that he might show. Are you with me? That you see his love and you see what he has done for you. A wretch like you, a sinner like you in time past. Are you with me? He wants his love to bring you to your knees and say, I surrender. Praise the Lord. That he might show. Say, so after me, Lord, I receive your grace. Your eyes must be open to this. There are many people who think salvation is cheap. They think, oh, salvation is just come out and say, Lord Jesus, uh, you died for me. <laughs> See, let, <laughs> this thing costs God his life. Many people who fight or a, a antagonistic when we talk about grace, let me tell you, they don't know. See, it was 2016 it not not me that hey, if there was if we are ever going to be saved, it will be by grace. Let me show you something <laughs> hey, people who say, Oh, if you don't wear earring, if you don't cover your hair, eh, then you are going to hell. So they are, they are trying to tell us that the way to be saved is by earring. Can I tell you, Wait, wait, are you trying to say that? Earring was so powerful to stop our salvation that Christ had to die for it. Or ring can fight against Christ's work. What are you saying? No, because in your mind you think you can earn it. That's the problem. You think you can earn it. You can work for it. You think you can earn it. If I pray three times a day, if I pray four times a day, God has helped me. Do you know we are dealing with God? Hey, don't miss Sunday, the gift of grace. God? Let me show you an idea. Hebrews chapter 12, from verse 28. Hebrews twelve verse twenty eight. Everybody, read Hebrews twelve verse twenty eight. three, Go. <laughs> he says, "Wherefore we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved." Let us have grace. The reason for grace is because the standards of God are unchanging. You cannot beg your way through it. Are you with me? You cannot go and say, oh, I beg now, I beg now. Okay, when I cry, when I cry, 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 cry. I cannot forget. <laughs> this reminds me of something. In the university, in my older level, we had this le- very strict lecturer. that at least if you, if you say submit a team by that time, eh, if you don't bring it by that time, you are gone. You are finished. And I was cost-raped. I was doing good cross-rap, good cursored, I was waiting for my classmates. Everybody now submitted. When I got there, the man was locking his door I said sir I came. he just said you are very stupid he locked the door and walked away I, I, I knew that I have entered I was now thinking what will I do you know what I did I slept there all. I sat down with the things I, I said I'm not, go- I'm not leaving this place until you bless me I sat down there I slept tea. he came after about I think 6 hours late in the night and found me there Sleeping under this thing. He now woke me. I said, you are very serious. He collected it eventually and went. That is a man. (laughs) He says, this kingdom cannot be moved. If you like, lie down there, If you like, beg. If you like, cry. There is no way. See, you cannot bribe your way. For instance, the the, the justice system of God says, the soul that sineth shall die. The wages of sin is death. Adam ate the fruit once, he became naked. There was no time to say, oh God, I don't want naked, oh, now na, na, na play at the player. No, you eat it once you die. Are you with me? That's the justice name of God. God is just. Wherefore, receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved. You cannot say, okay, if my good works uh, um, pass my evil works, God did not consider me. Do you know what they are talking about? God is telling you that even your good work is like a filthy rag. That when your good works are gathered and they ascends to the heavens, it becomes a rag. No doubt that is 50. How do you want to meet him? If, that, if you will ever be approved by such a person, he must be the one to approve you. Yes, are you with me? Yes, and that's what grace is. That God decided to approve man in Christ Jesus. Can you imagine the amount of detail that God put in? Think about your eyes. Think about your eyes. Think about the amount of detail God put into create your eyes. Do you know how meticulous that kind of person will be? Have you ever thought about that before? Have you not seen people who that you cannot please them? Have you maybe like that? No matter what you do, you cannot please them. You will do something you think that you will impress them. When they show you their own, you'll be like, it's okay. I'm not no need again. I'm not showing you. No It's fine. Then God, wherefore receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace. I cannot tell you something, He has given us grace has given us grace. Now, just imagine, like the example I gave, you, imagine you are the owner of that big multi-million supermarket, or multi-million supermarket. You, you did not say amen. amen. And you saw the child of one of your colleagues in school years ago. The child came and you instructed that because that child was connected to you, they should, they should not charge him for anything. He should just collect and be going. God have blessed him. Then you now saw him through the window. He went and met his friends and they asking him, guy, how come? What happened? How did you enter us from a market? We did not see you pay off. They just gave you, say, see if you know who I am I have money. So let me tell you something. They saw my credit card and they knew that listen, this guy is too much. How will you feel? you like, look at this one. No, that's how God feels when we think we can be saved by any other thing apart from his grace. Are you with me? Won't you prefer that the boy would tell his other, his other friends, ah, he's the owner of the shop. He's the one that considered me. He paid for me. I didn't even know how I would have bought this much. But when they told me I can collect free, I went to collect more. <laughs> Are you with me? You will be excited that the guy can boast in what you did. That's how God wants us to be excited about his grace. That's how God wants us to talk about his grace. Are you with me? It's not just some theological debate. It is what the Bible teaches. Listen, God will not have you rejoice in salvation in any other way. If your view of salvation is, do you know who I am? I, I pray. Let me tell you, even God knows he's supposed to save me. I'm not talk like that. I'm supposed say, if, see, from small, I, I know they do bad thing. God even knows say, suppose, he's supposed to save me. See, angels say, if I slap you, <laughs> you. Do you realize that even boasting in that is already sin? Even that alone is (laughs) sin. Say after me, I'm saved by grace. I receive what you've done for me. I rejoice in what you've done for me. Say after me, Heavenly Father, I celebrate your grace poured out for me. I open myself to the revelation of grace. And I reject preconceived notions. I reject preconceived ideas. And I stick with your grace alone. In Jesus' name. Glory! Can I tell you something? What we are teaching now may sound basic. But as I begin to draw the lines, you will see that this thing is so important. So important. Many of you are scared of making heaven. You know why? You think it's by your works. Heaven! Ah, yeah, pata. Nobody will make heaven by good works. Let let, let me explain some to you. Good works is a fruit of salvation. If you are saved, you must do good works. Are you with me? A saved man must produce fruit of good works. But good works is not the requirement for salvation. Before salvation, like I've always explained there before, faith, repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Listen, if you go to a school eh, and you have not gotten admission, and he went and attended all the classes. Sociology, sociology 111, Echo 222. You were in all the classes, but you never got admission. There will be no results for you. Are you with me? The only time your hard work could begin to count is after you have gotten admission. So your good works will only count after you have been saved. Are you with me? So, after you have been saved, God will judge for your works, but your salvation is eternal. I've gone ahead of myself. Salvation, the entry into the gates, is faith in Christ. After you enter, he will now change by your own good, to do his own good works. Listen, if you produce any good works outside his help, he will call it sin. If you produce any good works outside his help, it is still a filthy rag. It must only, he, he must, he must only be the one that will approve your good works and make your good works acceptable before him. If you do morality and you are not saved, it is still going to heaven as a filthy rag and it will make you rejected. Okay, you think I'm joking. You, th- you think this is a, a joke. Read the Old Testament. Somebody was carrying the ark. They were carrying the ark. The ark wanted to fall. Somebody went and held the ark. He died. Then when they asked um, um, the prophet, why did he die? He said, because he did it not according to, their, according to the due order. When I saw it, I said, now, wow. Uh, there is a due order. Look at Cain and Abel. Cain brought his own goods. Abel brought his own good uh, Because Abel, Abel's own was according to the pattern of the fact that the slain lamb will atone for sins. That was why God accepted his, his own. Cain meant to go and bring him. Unfortunately, uh, not, that's not a due order. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. They must share blood. So somehow, Abel got his own. Cain lost his own. Can I tell you something? This is very serious. Celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> this is very serious there is a due order. If you like, be a philanthropist. Go and build a water uh, factory in your community. Be giving them pipe, uh, borehole. If, like, if you don't follow the pattern of the slain lamp, or yours your own. It's just like, for instance, the, 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 your, the examiner says, answer this question, this question, this question. You will pass the exam. You say, no, sir, I want to sweep your office. If I sweep your office very well, eh, you will give me the mark. He's like, what's wrong with you? Answer this question, you will pass the exam. Sir, sir no, let me wash your car. If I wash your car, you will give me the mark. He said, excuse me, this is the exam. But if you answer questions one, two, three, four, you will get the mark. Say, sir, I cannot answer it. But I know that, see, if I cook for you, eh, if you eat my food, ah. He says, sir. That is not the way to pass the exam. The way, no, the way to pass the exam is to answer these questions. People say, oh, if I, my good works pass my evil works, God will accept me. That's not it. The soul that sinner shall die. The wages of sin is death. That's the judgment. If you want to pay for your sins, oh yeah, come and start dying. When you die the first one, you will go for eternity and die all of them. If you've sinned a thousand times, you will die, die a thousand times. Can you do it? Then God now says, I, I will do it for you. <laughs> I will do it for you. This man, I will do it for you. I will die for you. I will resurrect for you. When a person rejects the gospel of Christ, it is pride in the highest order. He said, the soul that sin shall die. That is how it is. Until you see that you are not capable of pay, you will not appreciate grace. He says, we, even when we are dead in sins, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, Glory! Glory. This is the fabric on which grace stands. On our own, we cannot meet up. We cannot meet up. But God who is rich in mercy. I like the way that but, but God. Ephesians 2 verse 4. But God who is rich in mercy. For his great love. So after me, I have received mercy. I have received grace. I am loved by God. Glory! I know it's new for many of you. But listen, this will be the beginning of your best days in Christ. You will begin to enjoy God from this this series.